0: Coming to you live from the capital city of the great state of Texas overlooking downtown Austin. What a view we have. And the University of Texas, of course, welcome to the show and the multicast that knows the pride and tradition of the Texas football program will never be entrusted to the timid or the weak. We are a product of the Republic of Football on Dave Campbell's Texas Football Podcast Network. We're powered by Grande Equipment. You can also find us at Horn FM and the YouTube page there. And we are broadcasting live from the Austin Radio Network in Austin, Texas. I'm Aaron Hogan, as usual, uh, driving the driving the ship here. But tonight, Mike Craven, enjoying a much deserved vacation hiking in the smoky mountains of Tennessee. So we called uh, into the bullpen and look what we found uh, from the 40 acres himself he is a lifetime longhorn he's a legend the pride of mark texas and currently a liaison to president jay hartzell as his side gig side hustle also has a day job he is our great friend Quan cosby qc what's up not much man it's staying
1: busy uh it's kind of slowing down with baseball and track we just had the to... National Championship, but it's busy over there on campus.
0: <laughs> Legislative session, there's all kinds of things going yeah, on. Yeah, you're so. you're a busy guy. You got a full time job selling yeah. corporate insurance, correct? Absolutely. And then a liaison. You have a really long title, but you uh, help <laughs> raise funds and work with Jay Hartzell <clears throat> to. Uh, how would you describe your your relationship with Jay and how that, you know, how you help out the, the athletic department in the school?
1: Well, Jay is the man, man. we we're so fortunate because there's been. That's what I think people forget between powers and finvis and jay and you know you had patterson and then my man was a parent and it's been lot was up. oh i did start this go ahead. yeah go
0: ahead,
1: there's go ahead. been a lot of dang on turnover over there on campus and so leadership was a big deal from the top down and i think we have a phenomenal leader certainly in l and then hartzell and then of course cdc is busy as well um i think the the athletic portion of my uh job is to call and argue with cdc all the time but um nah man ultimately he's doing a good job and we're in the mix again for the directors cup when he likes to talk a lot about that and it is a big deal so long title that's a higher ed thing but ultimately i do what hearts will want me to do
0: (laughs) yeah well that's exactly right and uh leans on you uh coming up you know we break the, the uh the podcast the multicast into four quarters and so in our second quarter we will get kwan's thoughts on the texas team in 2023 uh, been around the team a little bit the vibe specifically on the offensive side which might be uh, the best set of receiving weapons since you and jordan shipley were shredding big 12 defenses back in the day uh, we'll talk about that in our third quarter will be time for our uh, college football hot spicy takes brought to you by our friends at on point spices and in the fourth quarter we'll wrap it up with the the big conversations four of them our final four big conversations surrounding texas Football. I want to tell you the multicast that keeps you on top of all things Texas football and Texas athletics, a product of the Republic of Football and Dave Campbell's Texas Football Network. We are powered by Grande Equipment, our great friends there, Weston Weston, locally owned, independent equipment company serving Texas and the world's equipment needs since 2004. They're online at grandeequipment.com. You'll also learn about our other founding partners here. Uh, one Source Gas, uh, the uh, good times and great scratch food at Hayes City Store and Ice House, On Point Spice Company, and our good friend Carlos Carrion, the Texas Mortgage Guy at thetexasmortgageguy.com. But let's get into it. The, the four quarters, we're going to get onto our first quarter, Quan, and it's brought to you by Carlos dot thetexasmortgageguy.com. And, um, you know, we, well, I will reveal we're broadcasting and, and recording this broadcast live on a Monday night Well, the UT baseball team is playing right now in the uh, super regional round. It's game two, or the game three. The winner goes to Omaha. The loser uh, will be done with their season. It's 2-0 Stanford early, and we'll be watching that game. If you hear like an outburst, uh, that will be why from Quan or myself uh, or the team here. So, uh, obviously, they're trying to secure their 39th trip to the College World Series. Uh, Stanford's trying to get there again, too. Uh, But, you know, let's start with this, Quan, because, you know, just talk about what you're doing now. We'll talk a little Mm -hmm. bit more about that. But uh, baseball was your first uh, your first gig, right? You came out of yeah. Mart High School as a multi sport star. Um, you know, before you were a Longhorn football legend, you were on the fast track to being a, maybe the starting center fielder in the outfield for the L.A. Angels of Anaheim back in the day. Yeah. Um, let's, let's talk about that for our audience that maybe don't know that whole story. They saw you starring for the Longhorns, but when you came out of Mart, what what drove you to baseball?
1: Man, you know, ultimately you want to go play pro, and coming out of Mart the draft got drafted in six but i told them clearly i signed to go to texas and play baseball and football but if they gave me a certain number I, i'll go play some ball <laughs> and uh they certainly hit that number but the weird piece of it is i i did the whole five-year break it up and man love baseball had a great experience with the angels <laughs> and a funny story to when i kind of negotiated out of my contract but when you go from Mark playing 30 games a year to playing 170, counting spring training, it gets real. You realize, you know, I still love baseball. go to a lot of UT games, Astros, and even Rangers. Kind of a Texas as a whole fan. But um, I got a little burnout, to say the least. Bus the bus trips, leagues. Oh, gosh. From the West but, Coast. Dude, we, we, when we were in the Pioneer League, we went to Medicine Act Canada. You never want to go on a trip where you have to change bus drivers because of the law. And we did. After 10 hours, the law at the time was they couldn't drive over 10 hours. So we met another – I was like, what in the you-know-what am I doing? Um, Great time. Played with some great guys. Kayaspo, Ibar, so many dudes. Jeff Mathis. But I was missing football. Every time I'd come back and have this offseason, I'd go to UT games, Baylor games, weirdly even Oklahoma games, and just miss the heck out of it. So – my going into my fourth, really fourth and a half year, talked to the general manager, Tony Regans. And I said, all right, we knew this day might come. And, uh, he said, there's a problem. You're on the contract. So he wasn't wrong, but they screwed up a little bit with my contract. So I negotiated out of it, got my attorneys to look it over. They were wrong. And, um, he told me, Hey man, Darren said had two more years on his contract. We, don't wanna re-sign him. He's getting older, his career's over. Defensively, you're ready. But, you know, I start switch hitting when I got there. So he said, So a couple of more years, go to double A this year, work on that, and we think you're gonna be the dude. I was like, Yeah, sure. Yeah, whatever. Y'all are full of crap. <laughs> Truth <laughs> of the matter is, so I end up getting out of the contract, coming back, but hell, they did not sign Darren Erstrat. And they went like three or four years without a center fielder before they got Tory Hunter. So just
0: and they crazy big bank.
1: Oh man. <laughs> there <laughs> I try not, not to, to live on regrets. Up. Um oh not just gave him big bank. The money I gave back to come back to this dang old place. So my my part-time job probably has a lot to do with trying to recoup some of the money I gave to come back. Um but nah, it it was it was cool man. I fortunately um pray about a lot of my decisions and I think it was the right thing and ultimately the national championship you can't put a price to that so it was
0: it was certainly the right decision well it's a great one i mean darren erstad remember, he was a punter at nebraska so he was yeah, a football yeah, baseball guy too and a great athlete and um yeah i mean the, you, you, we all have to make those decisions in life i mean the, the fork in the road comes and you chose texas to play football and come back and play for mac brown i know we were doing you know bucky and i were doing the radio show here in austin when you came back and uh, you know, we we knew you and you were a recruit. I mean, everybody yeah. was recruiting Quan Cosby out of Mark, um, you know, to play. And you said you committed to Texas to play both sports and uh, went off to play baseball, so everybody knew you. But uh, you came back at, uh, what, 22? 20, yeah.
1: 22 years old? 22. Um, when we played the Natty, I was 23 already. So a 23-year-old freshman. And, man, it was cool, dude. I laughed because Coach Brown, kudos to him. And when I got back and I was like, Coach, I'm thinking about it. He said, I told you when you left, you have a scholarship. So he kept his word. So did Bob Stoop, So did Phillip Fulmer. <laughs> <laughs> so I, it was cool coming back older and doing those trips because you cut out all the BS. Yeah, and um, it was, dude. It was it was actually pretty amazing. That's honestly. awesome. Um, but uh, no, I made that decision, and uh, like I said, it was they they it was a leap of faith for them because I truly hadn't touched football in five years and i uh, had a lot of work to do to try to get back in football shape
0: well and you came to one heck of a team i mean uh couldn't have cherry picked a better one uh with vince and uh, the, that team that program had finally come into its own and you continued that let me ask you this because obviously we saw the success on the field if you don't remember Quan one played in and won four bowl games including a national yeah. championship Do we have a highlight of Quan here this mm-hmm. might re- uh, rekindle some great memories 2009 fiesta bowl uh the great craig way on the call there's colt mccoy let's hear this and fire this one up nolan Boy, from the shotgun, he fires over the middle, caught, it's at the 20, 10, 5, touchdown Texas, me Cosby,
1: Cosby scored, the Longhorns take the lead with 16 Terrible penalty. The the
0: <laughs> yeah, they gave you a penalty on Yo, that.
1: It Jumping yeah. in the end zone? Funny story, Applewhite. <laughs> so I do that, they give me a penalty, I'm arguing like crazy. I get to the sideline and Applewhite's thrown his freaking headset and I hear him, are you kidding me? That guy has never showboated in his life. And I kind of took him on it. I was like, damn, I don't know what that means. Like, am I square? Apple White, I'm taking that different, dude. A bad penalty, but you need to reword that. And it was, he bust out laughing, go from, you know, Apple Red to bust out laughing because I was almost offended by that. But um, it was so cool, man, to finish like that. Craig, we know he's made a billion amazing calls, but. He said that about as good as it, he could. What a way to finish your career here. this pretty um, Disney-ish and, and pretty cool. To beat
0: Ohio State in that Fiesta Bowl, uh, the, the game-winning touchdown, no one will ever forget it. And uh, that, was a tough, that was a tough way for that year to end. I mean, that, it could have been a national championship year. We know that. <laughs> I don't want to bring that up, the sour subject, but it uh, uh, could have been another trip to a national championship, then off to seven years in the National Football League. Let me ask you, coming back as a 22-year-old, freshman he almost 23, you know, we're, we're now talking about NIL deals. And we're not yeah. talking about, you know, and one of the, look, there's a lot of issues with NIL. We know that the governor <laughs> yeah. just signed a new bill that is going to loosen a lot of restrictions here in the state of Texas for A&M and Texas and all the schools in the state yeah. that play. Uh, obviously that's driven some federal conversation about federal about legislation Yeah, uh, because it's, you know, it's, it's a very um, it's an opportunity now for the collectives and the, the one funds of the world to be able to raise more and more money. Uh, so, but that that's a bigger conversation. Uh, but, you know, the one thing that I keep hearing from people who run those collectives in the NILs and are bringing the student-athletes together with business people in the area, and they're doing charitable events, they're, mm-hmm. they're trying to raise money, and, you know, before it was kind of hands-off, you couldn't, athletes couldn't be around. I always felt like you were the best at being an NIL guy before, because you... Maybe being a more mature player, right. more mature person, already having done contracts and bought yourself out of a major league contract, you no, know, you understood the power of Texas better than most, and so you got to know the people in the in the luxury boxes and the people that were important to Texas football. And when your football, your NFL career ended, you had a an opportunity to come back and and work with a lot of those folks, and that's been beneficial to you.
1: It's been huge, man. And when I came back at twenty two, twenty three. And the 17-year-olds were playing video games, and they're all the time. I was getting to know some people. And, and it was so cool because DeLoss was here, of course. Yep. Powers was here. Brown was here. I had, and I don't know if a lot of people know this, but I pretty much had a standing quarterly lunch, meeting, dinner, whatever, with one of those guys. Oh, wow. And so That you arranged? Yeah. That, um, me and Coach Brown. I told Coach Brown, and he treated me like a coach. I remember my first conversation when I finally signed. I was like, hey, Coach B, um, this old Jester thing. He's like, Quan, you've lived in five states. You do not have to stay in the dorm. I was like, thank God. And, and it was huge because Jamal actually stayed with me for the first summer that we got here for for many reasons, but it worked out. So we got to know each other really well. And um, then I'd go meet with Delos, and then he'd introduce me to Jastro or somebody. I'd, I'd meet with Powers more than probably any of them, and he became a huge mentor as well outside of of course coach brown so i was doing that if you come older man you just understand what that means and when i came back the recruiting cycle was different but coach brown talked about this lifetime network the nil piece of it and let's be real there was some nil before nil <laughs> yep. and um texas wasn't that what texas sold and being older i was like some places given signing bonuses for me texas was an annuity and they made a promise it was going to mature through the years, and then you get to know that network. And that's essentially how it happened. So talking to Jordan Whitten about it, talking to a lot of the current players about that perspective, even with the NIL piece of it, I was like, dude, y'all don't even have rules. You can go hang out with anybody. They can buy you meals. You can do anything you want. So taking a little bit more advantage of it. And kudos to Texas because they still manage it you know, a decent amount. The fans are getting involved because with that new bill – the good old Aggies, they would love to get by them another team. 12th man with the plus 12th foundation. Man. Yeah. And then of course we have, we have a big little pot to, to, to work with as well with, with the foundation we created. So that's wild, wild West because of that bill, the feds, I don't think they'll, we'll get through this year without new legislation, passion on their end, have that conversation um, at the tower today. So that little things like that, that we, we talk about and we we pay attention to at the tower, but uh, translate to the sports slash, you know, campus experience, and the coolest thing um, as amazing as Admiral McRaven was. He said it best: sports is the front door of that place. Yeah. And so my role with UT certainly more academic. We're on dean searches. We're on all this stuff, but it filters into certainly sports and going to see the national championship track the other day and all those things. So, yeah, man, it's. I'm glad that door is open. We know again; it's, it needs some even more molding and cleaning up. But, some WD-40. Oh goodness! <laughs> like a lot food. of a few cans, <laughs> yeah, and some oil. But um, uh, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad it's where it is, and I'd like to see it fixed for the most part or cleaned up. But it, it's really cool the way I know UT is taking advantage of those relationships. Yeah.
0: And I, it, you know, you know this because you're just at the tower today and they're there all the time. Uh, you know when not if, when the federal legislation comes, they'll be ready for that too. I mean, oh, they, they know it's coming. And uh, if you miss that there, of course, Nick Saban and a parade of coaches went to Washington, D.C. And look, I, I agree. I mean, I don't think each, you know, teams play across state lines in different states and, and conferences. You have to have somewhat of a, a set of rules that everybody yeah. plays by. Uh, you can't be state by state, which it is right now. And that's. That's on the NCAA for not having a plan for this when it came, and surprise, uh, obviously, and now they're asking and begging the uh, NCAA or the feds to do something about it. So Tommy Tuberville to the rescue, Tommy Tuberville and Joe Manchin, the uh, senator from uh, West Virginia and Alabama, are <laughs> going. Irony of Tuberville. <laughs> yeah, Tuberville. I just thought that was. I mean, I, I mean, the 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 scene of southern oh, football coaches going to Washington D.C. asking for help from the feds. To monitor football is like wow there's some dripping with irony yeah. uh but you know it's coming and uh, i think they'll be ready to go uh but again i'll say that that that's the one thing from everybody i've talked to about nil you know i we covered enough athlete athletes at texas who i thought they were in a bubble i mean that the ut would keep them in a bubble yeah. ricky williams is an example vince young at some level yeah. you know they were bubble wrapped and you know they, we had a hard time getting access to even talk to them i know that you know coaches were so fearful of them talking to boosters and you know getting in trouble with the ncaa you know those guys went off to the nfl and you know didn't really know what they were doing uh now as you said with whittington and a lot of these guys that are already having their deals the one thing that happens we had the great story of the uh the texas linebacker uh tucker dorsey last year demonte tucker dorsey came in for one year from james madison met uh, gary keller from keller williams realty And now it's on the fast track to being a real estate guy because he got to meet him. Uh, Gary put him under his wing. And those are the kind of things that can happen. To your point, I love how you say you can get a signing bonus, which will be great for a little bit, whether it was under the table or over the table now. But the annuity to to meet and build these connections with some of the more powerful people in Austin and throughout the state of Texas is huge.
1: Dude, we have 1.1 folks who claim Texas. We have probably, I think, close to 600 actual graduates. 600,000. Yeah. 1.1 1.1 million 600,000 actual graduates. So there's a lot of opportunity to cuz again, let's be real, we know not for long league. It's just and the difference is one of my roles at UT is bringing our folks back. All that turnover, you know, the Aaron Rosses or the RAC, they don't even know who to reach out to over there. Bianco is pretty consistent, but even his role is a little hybrid now football, CDC. So um I'm a little bit of the contact to to get to know folks and we did a. Speaking of Jamal, we did his camp Friday. Friday morning, um, came back from Dallas from my day job, and then did his camp Friday morning. And me, Rack Huff, we just kind of went and grabbed some lunch, and we were talking about that. And he's like, "Hey Q, um, you know anybody to this? I'm thinking about that. Clearly, they have the cupcakes and things like that, but it's actually effort for us to get back." Uh, Corey Redding met a friend of mine and client. Um, in the oil and gas energy space, and he's head over heels in that. So, ironically, all of these guys that know so many of our alum from a current player, and, of course, we like to say, and they're not even winning yet. But, um, <laughs> and, uh, but I mean, the, the Corys, the, the guys who won 10 games every year that won a national championship, they're still trying to get to know alumni. So you're right on with just really the, the silos of our donor base versus athletes, when ultimately there's a lot of synergy that could be created like the Keller Williams story, MJ McFarland, he's in real estate. Him and Cosmo are super tight. And I mean, stories and stories of it just being a better situation and deal for big picture. Um, Ultimately the the small picture is you hope to go to the league, but most don't and big picture getting to know business the amount of guys who graduated from Macombs since this has happened. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's changing the game. So that's the very, very positive piece of it.
0: No question. Sam Ellinger being one of those McCombs yep. School of Business graduates. Uh, and that's, you know, for, you probably heard me on the radio, Quan, arguing for years and years. I wasn't arguing for the 4% where they were going to go to the NFL. I was arguing for the 96%. that exactly. were never going to play in the National Football League, but they're putting their bodies on the line. They're, they're risking, you know, life and limb to play football for this university. Blood, sweat, and tears to you know, fill the seats and, and win football games, you know, th- that's, this is their Avenue. And, uh, you know, those guys can still go off and play in the national football league and you hope there's more and more of those guys coming, but it really is the positive side. It needs a lot of fixing. We understand yeah. that let's all understand. Uh, but you know, there's no NCAA to come to the rescue, the feds, who knows, but you know, I'll give Texas and, and others credit, you know, while it's without a rule, Take advantage of it. Yeah. <laughs> Take advantage of it. And with that in mind, we'll talk about the uh, in our second quarter. That's going to wrap up our first quarter. It's brought to you by our great friend Carlos Carrion and the the, the TexasMortgageGuy.com. We're going to come back and uh, hit our second quarter, and we'll talk some actual Texas football, summer of 2023. Where are they going? Let me tell you about Carlos. Uh, Carlos, he was in here last week with our – Conversation and our sponsor visit, our founding partner visit. When it's time for your new mortgage or refi, Longhorn fans should, you know, be working with Longhorn fans when you're working to do that, right? Well, there, if he's an expert in the field like Carlos is, just makes sense and works better. So much better to work with like-minded people uh, who know the business, but also know the lay of the land. Carlos is a lifelong Austinite. Went to St. Edwards. Would have gone to UT, but he wasn't good enough at baseball to play for Coach Garrido back in the day. So he went to St. Eds. Uh, but over seven, or going on ten years in the industry now. Uh, not just here to provide you with a quote. He's your guide to help solve problems strategize one of the most important decisions of your life and uh, great communicator great person he was in here last week If you missed our episode carlos carry on find him uh, at the texas Mortgage that's the he's just way to find him you can call him 512-769-0552 but just go to that website the texas Mortgage tell him we sent him the eyes on texas multicast carlos carry on Absolutely. We'll take great care of you and can't wait to hear your story of success uh, with Carlos. The Eyes on Texas Multicast is available weekly on Dave Campbell's and the Horn Austin YouTube pages. It's available for download through iTunes and Spotify. And it's time for our second quarter as we crank this thing up. So, Quan, we have have you. We appreciate you coming in to fill in for Mike Craven this week on our Multicast. And it's a lot of great stuff just then. But let's go into the second quarter, which is the current Texas football team. Uh, and I know you had a conversation with Sark today, Coach Steve Sarkisian. You ran into him, uh, talking NIL and other things. Uh, what's your overall level of optimism? You've been around this program doing sidelines on the radio for yeah. years and years when things weren't great. Um, your level of optimism? I know that a lot of fans are excited, um, you know, for right for good reasons. What's your level of, uh, of where this program is? Man, I'm pretty optimistic, and I wouldn't say I drink the Kool Aid
1: every year, but I'm like, all right. We have the potential, things have to shake up, but to be competitive, mainly because of where the Big 12 has been the last few years. Sure, I'm not saying it's a bad conference, but it wasn't when I was there and there was seven, conference, seven teams in the top 15. And so I've always been fairly optimistic about that piece of it, but this year is different. Um, we've seen what Sark and crew have done in recruiting, seen some guys like Jay Wick come back we seen old boy Mitchell, you know. And that dude came from a freaking national championship team.
0: A.D. Mitchell, the wide receiver. I mean, A.D.
1: Mitchell, like, it's like, what? Two and times, back to back. <laughs> the beauty of that is the leadership that he can bring. Um, you have a now sophomore tackle and O-line that is as good as we've had
0: probably since – Stuttered days. Well, and that's when Texas gets good, and I think any team gets good when the offensive line is good. It brings your toughness, builds your, tena- builds your, you know, your foundation. Uh, pro Football Focus just ranked the Longhorns with the third best returning offensive line in the country, yeah. anchored around Kelvin Banks and another guy that returned in, in uh, Christian Jones. Yeah, who got sure. a lot better last year. Had and some I think, dog
1: dogging him too. He got way better last
0: year. Yeah, he did. He was one of the better running blockers in the Big Twelve, and pretty safe to say Kyle Flood knows what he's doing with those. I mean, and you could also argue that previous offensive line coach herb hand uh struggled uh with with that
1: he was a lot better at barbecue from what (laughs) i hear Um, i saw his videos on instagram he was he was smoking up and coach flood is busy coaching and so (laughs) no right on man that's the key development so ultimately what's different now versus the last few years other than the obvious um head coach and things like that but it's development I've seen guys get truly better. I went to a couple of practices this spring and, you know, receivers and coming out of breaks and making plays and just their attention a couple of things, focus and then their attention to detail that has been lapsing a little bit over the over the years that, that we were average or if not even below. It's just a different feel out there, if I'm being real. Going into the spring game, I think we talked I talked to you and Bucky mm-hmm. about that and I was mm-hmm. like it feels, I'm not saying we're going to go with a natty, but it feels zoned in. There's a level of focus and intentionality that you're just starting to see with maturity and leadership and all the above. And so Sark leading, you know, the way and and his abilities to call plays and all the above. And then, you know, PK got way better. Some wanted to give it to, to Gary Patterson, but he still has the title and he's still here, so... Looking for him to build on that. And he had a couple of guys return, too, that will be huge with Ford. And um, I can't think of the, the transfer from – Jalen Catalan. Yeah, Catalan. Ryan Watts is back. Yeah, Watts is back. So, again, man, I just think we have some pieces and some young guys that are hungry enough that could fill those gaps of things that we've been missing in the past. So, I just think we have probably the more complete team, especially on offense – that we've had
0: in 10 years even without B. John robinson roshan johnson uh the set of receivers as good as we've seen and i like your word intentionality like when you came back from baseball and joined that team at texas in 05 there was an intentionality to that Ooh. team you walked in and knew there was nothing messing around and i'm not saying this team is to that point yet with vince you know pushing and driving the wagon but you you knew don't get cross here You know, step step in and be a part of it or get That's gone. So-
1: and that's the thing. It's not saying this team is there because talent is different, but the mindset can be the same. And, and I'm, I'm not even – they just – they don't have Vince or a leader on that level or Casey or a Huff or a Ross because the cool piece about it, I was in probably dad bod baseball shape when I got back. <laughs> and um, those cats, a Ross, Griffin, T. Brown, when I say we're in the summer this time right now in this heat, we do our 7-on-7, seven seven, even play Texas State sometimes, and we go at it for another hour and a half, one-on-ones. And they said, dude, we got to whip you into shape. We don't have much time. Brian Carter's great. We love him. But unfortunately, he hadn't finished the season. So you may be starting sooner than you think. I was, it was game three. <laughs> and so they weren't wrong. And that level of – you think well, – that's big picture stuff. It's like, dude, you came back. You're already at you know, number two because you're older and the hype. And they got me ready every single day, and it got better every single year. So those conversations, knowing what you need, not just the starters, but, hey, we need you ready as a backup to start the season and then go catch some punts and all the above. So thinking about football on that level is what we had, and you're starting to see it a little bit more. The interesting thing, I was talking to Sark once, and he's like, man, they don't watch film away from the building." And now that's changing. Um, They're they're watching film away from the building. They're watching it in the offseason. Quinn, everybody wanted to know, how's Manning? Listen, I'm not saying Manning talked Quinn into anything, but I do know a week with him on campus, the mullet was gone. And so being in that room, even as a freshman, you can have leaders that are just a different level. And I think those different pieces of the puzzle – Something people probably don't nerd out on like I do. Sark is a play caller, quarterback's coach, all that stuff, and the head coach. So when Quinn have a bad series, Sark still has to be the head coach. So you don't really have that Greg Davis, have a conversation with Colt and Vince moment, but you have a freshman who thinks like a Manning about football. So that synergy that I'm telling you, Quinn starts, knock on wood, all that works out, and Manning's in the meeting. I mean, he's he's in the the room or on the sideline. That football talk, that get over it. This is what I saw perspective that they're going to be able to add, and we haven't even talked about the phenom of Murphy. Right, we knew he had it, and we just needed him healthy. And yeah, he that... he could be as good as anyone. So those are the pieces, not just talking starters, but the you know because Quinn got hurt, he didn't start every game last year.
0: Every year,
1: hell, we were down our third quarterback at one point. So. That's where I'm excited and the optimism is there because we have numbers, we have dudes, we have a staff who develops, and we have a farewell season in the Big 12. We have more
0: than enough to play for. Yeah. And, you know, kind of like when you guys, when you got here in 05, that Ohio State game was looming, you know, early in the season, the kind of barometer, which yeah. is which I like the way you said it, the, the foresight to say, man, we're going to need you, Quan, pretty early on here because we're going to Columbus they're going to Tuscaloosa week 2. Uh, you know, you can you can put that in your mental mindset while you're getting ready during the heat of this summer knowing, you know, they they got us last year by a point. We're going to their place. They've got a new head their new offensive coordinator, new quarterback, put are placing a lot of players.
1: Defense, linebackers, they have
0: Let's, to be crazy. Cuz if, if Texas were to find a way to win that game, which they will be an underdog. Right. much like you guys were when you went to Columbus, you know, could set the you know cuz that, that that was the propeller for you guys. Oh man, if we can beat the Buckeyes in Columbus at night, we can beat anybody,
1: and that's a that's the thing. A lot of people forget we beat the Buckeyes in Columbus at night, and then we beat USC in Pasadena. I mean, it's like dude, we basically beat them both at home. Yeah, that's why they put us up there in the ranks. And they had like eighty eight NFL players on both of those teams. Yeah, and so man, it, you're right, man. That game is going to be so big. And I was laughing because at the track meet that I went to, that we hosted, it was some Alabama personnel there, and. We were honestly, as you know this very well, talking about golf courses in Alabama. Of course, got to find one. (laughs) Got to find those. I'm going to go a day early. But um, really, it it was – they're nervous. Like, and rightfully so, because they saw what happened in Austin and they had top five picks. Well, they're missing those picks. And on defense and on offense – Bryce Young was the real deal.
0: He won that game. He won that game. He essentially, he told Bill O'Brien in the offensive play calling, hey, give me the game. Dude. I'll take it over. And they had, they had some breaks. There were some officiating questionable oh, things. Yeah. And But, you know, Bryce just went Bryce, and that's why he was the number one pick in the draft. And Will Anderson was the you know third pick of the draft. And those two dudes were dudes. Uh, they're gone. New coordinators on both sides. So, you're not saying Texas is going to win it, but if he could, the springboard, that well, can be.
1: And Saban's quarterback situation is very different. He we saw even know that it. other kid come in and athletic, as all get out but he couldn't hit you for me if we're talking about it now he's going to develop yeah he's going to be better but is he going to be bryce is he going to be yeah. not, well Jalen Milrow? He even a, a
0: yeah, is it going to be a true player? freshman or a freshman or Jalen from Millrow. music yeah one of those guys
1: so we, they got some they got questions, questions whereas texas Which, texas yeah.
0: question is can they bring it in the fourth quarter can they yeah. finish a game uh and can sark you know, elevate this program to the next level. Uh, obviously, Alabama, a big litmus test, much like for you guys. And yeah. that, was a, that was a national championship bus season. I don't think this team reminds me more of the '04 4 team. Yeah. That can they take that next step? Vince Young kind of in the Quinn Ewers role that he gets doubted. Can he step forward? Now he's got pressure behind him with two good quarterbacks. And I'll say this for the Longhorns. The, the one thing I'll say when, you, when you're talking about the, when the preseason polls come out, Quan, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be Alabama, Georgia, and Ohio State again. Yeah. But they're all replacing quarterbacks. Every one of them. I mean, you're talking about, you know, uh, all three replacing quarterbacks. Doesn't mean they can't. I mean, Georgia's still loaded. Ohio State's got Marvin Harrison Jr. and a ton of dudes. Uh, They've got to replace a quarterback. The two teams that aren't replacing quarterbacks are Texas and USC. Yeah. And Pac-12 with Washington's a good – you know, that's a good good rival. Utah beat them twice last year. But Texas is in a Big 12. that's kind of wide open. If they could win that Alabama game, you know, sky's the limit at that point in my mind. But obviously this is a team that went 8-4 and last year, so it's it's hard to get – too far over with Bijan <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. But again, the four games were all winnable games in the fourth right. quarter that they let get away. Can they fix that? Because that's something you learned. You never lost a bowl game. Uh, Tremendously successful. The only like real heartbreaker was that 08 tech game. And I don't want to bring that up to you, <laughs> but, but you guys knew how to finish. On that you guys knew how to finish football games.
1: That's the thing. The mindset you hope what developed this off is we have the dudes. I mean,
0: we had them last year, Bijan,
1: Roshan, all these guys, but, Pressure can make diamonds, pressure can bust pipes, and it bust pipes last year. Yeah. Let's hope the development psychologically is we're going to make some diamonds. And we're bringing in the Mitchells of the world who, again, back-to-back. Hey. He, he can tell you how to rise up to that occasion and, and make plays, and, or he's going to be that dude himself. Quinn, throw it to that guy. He's not worried about any of this. Well, and, and so uh, those are the pieces, I think.
0: When You, you played wide receiver, of course, uh, into the NFL, but when you look at that group with Xavier Worthy who should be healthy, 21 touchdowns in two seasons. Already set the record at Texas. That's pretty yeah. good. Um, you know, A.D. Mitchell, back-to-back national championships, was huge in both, you know, college football Final Fours. Uh, Jordan Whittington's back. Um, you know, Isaiah Nair is back and healthy. Jatavion Sanders. You know, this is mm-hmm. an offense that should put a lot of stress on a defense, right? Yeah. So the quarterback's job, you know, and if pro football focus is right and it's the third-best returning offensive line in the country, you should have a strong running game, uh, even without those two guys, yeah. which leads to... And he'll play action, it's be a hard offense to stop,
1: man. You know, my biggest worry, and this is me because I'm a worrier. There's so many weapons, and Sark is such a brilliant mind. As crazy as it is, I'm like, no, simplify it, <laughs> simplify it. Don't get so crazy and do too much to where the guys are thinking. Let these athletes play.
0: Well, I was just watching the other night the uh, I think it was one ESPN, one of the channels they had the uh. Ohio State-Alabama National Championship game when Sark was the play caller and it was 52-24 to 24 or whatever, yeah. you know, Bryce Young just, you know, it was Mac Jones. Just just find the, the weakness. Yeah. Your third corner can't cover Xavier Worthy. Your, your, your nickel corner can't exactly. cover Jordan. You know, that dude right there can't cover Jatavion Sanders. That's your matchup. That To your point about simplify it, make it easy on the quarterback. Make it
1: easy. When, when, Where's when, the matchup problem? My senior year when me and Ship started moving all over the place, that's all we were doing. We set it up, we call the offense, we had it, but then with it, they'll put us in a slot together. They'll put us on the same side together. Yeah. And ultimately, we were just finding matchups, and one of us was probably the main guy, unless they screwed up. So he'd run an option route. I'd go over. If they jump ship, boom, I'm open. Um, they pull back, he's running an option. He's, it, it really was, and I think Cole, let me see, was 79% completion a yeah, yeah. year. And so, set the college sim- record at the time. Simplified on that level exploit matchups it's, it's, in still it's in the nfl it's in the nfl dude. and by the way it's not and that's why it's a better product yeah the nfl cracks me up because we love it and it's amazing athletes and they they're going to make sports center all the time because they're going to make the one-handed catch but i think in the league it blew my mind how everybody's a guru and they try to be a guru every week and it's why you don't have the consistency I always do this test to guys. I was like, name me 10 teams that win consistently in the NFL. And we usually get stuck on about seven. Yeah, And and that's kind of being hard generous. League. And so it's it's not the NFL. We don't want to be that. Simplified, maybe not Coach Boone simplified, but simplified at a level, use your guys and don't make it backyard. But what is Texas high school phenomenon, seven on seven? Almost do your own version of it. And exploit those matchups, and I think we can do it pretty well.
0: Make it easier on Quinn uh, or whichever the quarterback yeah. is, as far because Texas always seems. Quinn to have, Murphy Manning. whoever. Yeah, everybody is. has as an injury at quarterback, and uh, uh, if you can avoid that, uh, which is you know, hope something you don't hope for, but this happens in a football season it's without football. a doubt. Uh, well, that's good stuff right there. Talking Texas football with Quan Cosby. He's a liaison to President Jay Hartzell, working in external affairs. Also day job to selling corporate insurance, but also helping us here on the Eyes on Texas multicast. Last thing, and then I'll let you get out of here we'll get into our third quarter and fourth quarter, is uh, this the this set of receivers. You mentioned A.D. Mitchell a couple times, Isaiah Nair. How good is this group? How good are these when you see them? I mean, uh, and Jordan Whittington comes back looks like with a chip on his shoulder. He
1: should. I told Jay Witt, bro, if you don't have 80 catches this year and 10 touchdowns, I'm going to be annoyed. Now that's all, not all up to him, but he wants it, and, and he does have that chip, and he decided to come back. Um, smart, smart of him. We had a long conversation about that. So two things. On paper, Roy, I'm going to have to run from Roy Williams and BJ and Sloan. Um, on, truly on paper, one to six, probably the best group to ever be in that room. Um, wow. Production, clearly, Ship, Me, Brandon Collins, Swede, we've done a lot more for Texas. Um, Roy, BJ Sloan, done a lot more for Texas. Kwame, um, Wayne McGarity done yeah. a lot more. But on paper right now if you throw in, you know, again, worthy John already at Cook 21 a Cook, whole, I mean, how good did he look in a spring game and his potential on paper 1 to 6, not 1 to 3, 1 to 4, by far the best group I think we've had in the history of UT and if they match what they're projected as, good lord. I mean, we're, I mean, how do you stop that many guys? um and, and and again we like i said we didn't talk about jt sanders and man he reminds me of jermichael you know yeah. and, and truly and i'm gonna tell you this and j mike became a phenomenal blocker in the nfl he wasn't what jt <laughs> sanders was in college j mike had freaking probably his nails done he didn't want to mess that up <laughs> but um sanders is a dog i mean he really is and when i occasionally go down to the sideline to hear his leadership. So, so much of what I'm talking about in my optimism is he's young, but I've heard him getting somebody's stuff. I forgot who he told. Uh, it was one of the players and he was a senior too. And JT got on his butt about something uh, and told him to not come out there. But um, just that level of leadership between the linemen, between JT, Jay Witt, and in years growing up as well, we we hear the stories he's chiseling down. That level of focus needs to happen. football, School is important. Get your degree, but football needs to mean something. If you want to win at the D1 level, and certainly if you want to get to the next level,
0: Quan Cosby, uh, good stuff right there. I remember you were talking about you know, when you and Jordan and keeping it simple. Remember the the 35 Texas OU game when Greg Davis put Jordan simply in the like the the tight end slot. Who's at the Y? Yeah, he went to the slot, and Oklahoma had no clue. They didn't know how to deal with that. That was unbelievable. Brent I said in the bowl, going, they have no idea.
1: Head coach at Texas now, he's still losing sleep. Over that game, it annoyed him. He didn't know what to do. It took them to go to base. They wouldn't even blitz, and and they just went to base because they didn't know where we were going to be or how we we're going to be. And so that that's that's the simplifying it. We knew what to do anyway. We think like quarterbacks. We we talk to Colt every day and all day. And so simplifying it on that level and exploiting matchups. I mean that that that's that when I made the block and that play in the middle, ships. He's not at Z. He's at Y. He goes over the middle because of what. Because they, they went to two, two safety base, and then uh, Lenny Holmes felt the brunt of that. But, yeah,
0: um, one, of the, the, nah, one of the great so blocks that, in Texas football history. Those, those things. Did you get a penalty on that?
1: No, heck no. Yeah. I would have been. Now as fans been. love to say, you're going to be getting a penalty. <laughs> Guess what? I'd be missing the next game because i do it again. Because <laughs> it's o, OU and I don't give
0: to you you-know-whats. That's exactly right. Uh, Texas OU, October 7th, this time around. The final time as members of the Big 12 Conference. Quan thanks so much, man.
1: Man, appreciate awesome
0: it. Awesome stuff. Uh, our second quarter brought to you by Hayes City Store and Ice House. Tell you about them coming up uh, in our third quarter. We'll get into our spicy hot takes as well. Also, our fourth quarter, we'll get to the four the final four big questions surrounding Texas football. Thank you, Quan
1: Thank you, brother. Hook them.
0: Hook em. Appreciate Quan Cosby. I've actually met uh, Quan Cosby at Hayes City Store and Ice House before. He's come out there to enjoy their scratch comfort food and have a cold drink and watch some games. It's a great spot. Listen, Hayes City Store is open for business. They're about uh, seven or eight years old now, and they are ready to serve you and your family. It's a destination location, certainly if you live in Kyle or Driftwood, Buda. Dripping Springs. It's an easy little drive over there, but uh, it's worth the drive this summer to get out there. Maybe get out to Wimberley as well. Spend some time on the river. Hayes City Store and Ice House quickly becoming famous for their uh, scratch Texas comfort food. Uh, they got the wood-fired pizzas that are incredible. The house-ground burgers, chicken fried steak. The truck stop enchiladas are a must-go-to. It's one of those restaurants where you're not sure what to order. Every single time, you're like, man, what am I going to get there? I want all of it. Uh, They also have 53 beers on tap and so much more. It's on FM 150 in Driftwood in a perfect spot there. Uh, between Driftwood, Wimberly, Kyle, Buta, right there. Uh, it is tremendous. Once you get on out there, our friend Travis Tyndall, his wife Tamara, uh, they have also opened a new restaurant in downtown Buda, Texas, which is called Taste on Main. Higher-end food, steaks and seafood, and oysters. Wonderful spot, too. So either one. Uh, looking for a, an anniversary, a birthday uh, dinner, uh, or just a good time? Get to Hayes City Store or and Ice House or Taste on Main in Buda. Great, great spots. If you're looking for that mouth-watering menu, uh, find it, Hayes City Stores online at HayesCityStoreTX.com. That's HayesCityStoreTX.com, and I'll see you there. All right, time for our halftime segment. As we told you on the Eyes on Texas multicast, uh, coming up in the football season, and we get to August and training camp, in our halftime segment, we'll be talking with a lifetime Longhorn every single halftime and get an update where they are, uh, what they're up to. Maybe they're still in the NFL. Maybe they're doing things in the great city of Austin or around Texas or somewhere else. You're going to get to be catch up with the Longhorn. That's what it's all about. Uh, and we just caught up with Quan Cosby throughout the course of about 40 minutes of conversation with QC. That was awesome. So now you know where Quan is and what he's doing with the University of Texas, and he is our uh, lifetime Longhorn tonight. And our halftime segment's all season long, where we talk to a lifetime Longhorn, get caught up, and find out and keep you up to date with how all the... Longhorns are doing in the National Football League on a week by week basis is brought to you by One Source Gas of Austin. They are your Texas compressed gas leader. One Source Gas provides compressed gases such as CO2, nitrogen, oxygen, propane, and many more to various industries in the great state of Texas. They are your lead CO2 provider for the service and hospitality industry, also servicing the medical industry uh, and industrial industry as well. Uh, One Source Gas, locally owned and operated, my good friend Richard Strever and his great team there. They've been in operation for a, do- a dozen years or more now. They understand that exceptional customer service is key to your success when providing the products to run your business. If you run a bar or restaurant and your CO2 runs out, you can't run your bar or restaurant. Same thing with your medical issues as well. So bar or restaurant owners, a dental office, a veterinary clinic, and you have a business that has compressed gas needs and you're looking for a new CO2 or compressed gas provider, maybe you're frustrated with your current group, you can visit their website and get to know them. I promise you they're going to take care of you every single time. It's onesourcegasatx.com. That's onesourcegasatx.com. All one word. That's one source gas or give them a call, 214 8484. That's 512 214 8484. One of their friendly staff members, even Richard himself, will be glad to help you with your compressed gas needs. They'll be bringing you halftime throughout the course of the football season, certainly this summer as well. That's going to bring us into our third quarter. It's brought to you by our friends at uh, On Point Spice Company. We'll tell you all about them, but it's time in our third quarter. Our man, Nolan Hogan, joins us, our digital editor, and uh, brings us the spicy hot takes, the On Point Spices, spicy hot takes from college football. He scours the internet Finds interesting topics to talk about in the world of college football. It is June, Nolan, so there can be t- t- tough time finding good stories. Summer summer workouts are underway. There's so- spring and summer meetings going on. What are our spicy hot take conversations of this uh, episode nine?
2: So we've got two hot takes for you. Uh, these were not very Twitter topics. I didn't find these on the internet. These are kind of came out of my own brain. So oh, boy. Watch out. These oh. are... Nolan's hot takes, these aren't Twitter hot takes uh, My number one hot take For this week is Xavier Worthy This was a Quan Cosby uh, This is dedicated To him almost because I thought he would be around For this but Xavier Worthy hitting 1,000 yards Above 1,000 yards this season I think since, since his freshman year He led the Big 12 in touchdowns He had eight hundred 981 yards He was just third in the Big 12 On 62 receptions and then that was his freshman year. So his sophomore season broke broke his hand halfway through, and still led the Big 12 in touchdowns with nine. And the reason I think this is the season he he breaks a thousand is just all these additions: Ad Mitchell, Jonte Cook, Isaiah Nayor coming back healthy, along with Jordan Whittington. I think that just opens up the offense more, and I think like like Quan was saying earlier, just simplifies it. That if if you got your DB two covering Jordan Whittington, you don't have a guy covering Xavier Worthy who's running up a post. I think. I think it just opens up opportunities for Jonte to, or Xavier, Worthy to be scoring and putting up yards.
0: Yeah, I think Texas fans. You know, I was at the Alamo Bowl. I know you were there too, Nolan, on the sidelines uh, against Washington. Fans were really frustrated with Isaiah with uh, with Xavier, uh, and it surprises me. I've been around this program as long as I have, covering people like Quan and Roy Williams and Sloan Thomas and. You know, Xavier's one of the most successful young wide receivers I've ever seen uh, at Texas. I mean, he's 21 touchdowns. He set the record over two seasons for a Texas player. But yeah, he dropped some balls last year, and he turns out he had a broken hand. And, you know, we can get after Sark for, you know, leaving him in there. But uh, look, I think Coach Sarkeesian, uh, I want to say panics a little, panicked a little bit. But when Isaiah Nair got hurt, that changed Xavier Worthy's role last year. He was supposed to be the slot guy, he was supposed to be the. Uh, Devontae Smith in that Alabama offense, or Jalen Waddle when it was there, he's going to be in the slot. He's going to drive you crazy with his route running, his quickness. And Isaiah Nayer was going to take the top off of defenses and become that big play guy down the field uh, with Jordan Whittington as the, as the second or third guy. And then, of course, Isaiah got hurt. And I think that forced a change where Isaiah – uh, excuse me, Xavier Worthy became – the deep guy and the slot guy, and he needed to be a little bit of everything. And I thought, uh, you know, he also had a young quarterback in Quinn Ewers who was trying to learn the system and uh, figure things out himself. Uh, So I think that played into a little bit in his frustrations. And I would agree at times for fans that at times Xavier's body language wasn't great. He looked like he was kind of hung dog and frustrated. And there was talk that maybe he wanted to transfer and things of this nature in the portal era that we live in. Uh, But, man, I think he comes back with a chip on his shoulder. I agree with you 100%. The only reason I say he doesn't get to 1,000 is it just have so many options, but I think he will in this day and day of college, age of college football. He's too good of a route runner. He's too precise of a player. And he's going to be back to playing his natural position and be healthy, cross your fingers. So, agree. Uh, Xavier Worthy, over 1,000 yards. And I think, you know, this is a guy that's going to rewrite the record book receiving at Texas. just that, Quan Cosby in here with Jordan Shipley and uh, Roy Williams. I mean, this guy will rewrite the record book. He's already at 21 touchdowns, folks. And, you know, he could put 10, 12 more on the board this year in this offense uh, with, with Quinn Ewers or whoever's thrown in the football. I agree with you 100%
2: okay and uh the second spicy hot take i have for this one is going to the defensive side i said i thought the the 10 the texas defensive back room will be the most improved position on the defense in 2023 the reason being is just they they have some returners that were very impactful last year i think terrence brooks in the in that bowl game in the alamo bowl played a hell of a game i think he he really put a name for himself ryan watts had a great season Jade Barron, I mean, he, he he made plays against UTSA, he changed that game into a two-score game and kind of opened that game up. So I think him coming back and having the additions like Malik Muhammad and Jalen Catalan, Gavin Holmes, Derek Williams Jr., Who they those two freshmen, Malik and Derrick Williams, both have potential to make an impact in year one.
0: Yeah, I think, well, here's one thing with, with Coach Sark. You can tell over into his third year, he doesn't want to be left with his pants down in a position. We just talked about that a wide receiver last year where an injury, one injury really impacted that team. Uh, and I think secondary last year, injuries impacted that team. Uh, and and that, that position, especially if I go to the Oklahoma State game where they really couldn't get people on the ground and didn't cover very well, and they were down to you know the Michael Tafts of the world were forced onto the field to try to play. And that's a game Texas should have won. They should have won that football game. Uh, even in the Washington game, the secondary struggle. And I agree with you about Terrence Brooks, though, being a difference maker. Uh, Ryan Watts coming back uh, as, a, as that boundary corner to be that physical you know, short side of the field guy. Uh, Jaron Thompson is back. Jaday Barron is back. You mentioned Jalen Catalan. Gavin Holmes is a big one. He comes in from Wake Forest, where there's a two-year starter in the ACC. Uh, He can really play. Uh, All accounts through the spring and in the summer, he is one of the best athletes out there, one of the fastest players. Yeah, I think think Texas is trying to shore up positions where they're they're getting too deep. Because if you look at what separates Georgia, Ohio State, Alabama, the great programs from the rest, is they're too deep. If they have an injury, they're all right. Like, look at Georgia last year. They had first-round draft picks. Nolan Smith yeah. getting hurt, uh, but they still had one of the best defenses in the country. When you can build that kind of depth, I'm not saying Texas is there yet, but you can see where Sark is going. Uh, offensive line is much deeper. Quarterback room is deeper. Uh, wide receiver room and secondary for sure, a lot deeper for Texas. And I agree with you. that's a chance to be the most improved part of the team. And if it is, well, let me say one more thing when we had Quan Cosby in here when those defensive backs are having to cover these wide receivers that Quan just told you might be the best one to six group that Texas has ever had on paper, well, they're going to get better because they're going to be tested every day in practice against the X-Mans and the Nayers and the Whittingtons of the world. That's, you know, when you go back to the old school days when Quan was there, they would say the practices were the easiest part. They'd get to the game and be like, oh, man. This guy's not Roy Williams. What are you talking about? This guy's not Sloan Thomas. I got this. This isn't Quan or Jordan Shipley. I can cover this dude. So that becomes the optimistic part. A lot of things to like about the secondary. Agree with you. Most improved position on the field. I would say yes to that. I also think quarterback is going to be in that realm. Uh, you hope it is because the ceiling for this Texas football team, as we've talked about over and over again on this Eyes on Texas, multicast powered by grande equipment is the ceiling. depends on quarterback. The, if Quinn Ewers elevates, They're going to be fine uh, because I think the defense improves. I think the offensive is going to be better than last year and more dynamic. Uh, Really, it comes down to the quarterback pulling the trigger if they're going to go play for and win a Big 12 championship. Good stuff. That is our third quarter spicy hot takes conversation Uh, if you don't know about On Point Spice Company I want you to learn about them they're a local small business started by my guys James Joseph and Adrian Ruiz Uh, they produce top quality spice blends they're an absolute must in every home and barbecue pit especially now into the summer it's grilling and smoking season and certainly into the fall and football and tailgate season they have two spice blends right now at On Point and you need to check them out they're available right now they're incredible top shelf steak and more it is the last steak seasoning or seasoning you're going to ever need it's going to replace your all of your spices in your spice rack. It's phenomenal on fillets, ribeye, sirloins, t bones, whatever cut of meat. It's also great on grilled veggies. You want to throw that on there? We use it all the time. We don't anything for just basic seasoning. It's everything in one, and it is phenomenal. Again, that is your um, their their Top Shelf Steak and More. Top Shelf Steak and More, On Point's Boy's Company. And if you're a griller and a smoker, their AR Barbecue Pitmaster Rub from On Point is a grand champion rub that Adrian Ruiz has spent 20-plus years in the making. You can now add it to your pit and your spice rack. It's wonderful on your briskets, your chicken, your ribs, pork shoulder, whatever you're smoking. It's also uh, a little tip here. Uh, it's great on the rim of your favorite Bloody Mary. In the morning after, or cooking up all night. You need that Bloody Mary in the morning. Uh, that ARB Barbecue Pitmaster Rub is phenomenal. You know, more information is go to their great little website there, OnPointSpices.com. That's OnPointSpices.com. Our good friend James, our good friend Adrian, appreciate them for bringing you the spicy, hot takes. And Nolan, that's going to take us into our fourth quarter, and that is. Uh, all about the top four, the final four big stories surrounding Texas football, and is that time of year. Kind of got to dig for stories, and uh, we found some good ones here because uh, I mentioned with Quan Cosby that the Texas offensive line by Pro Football Focus ranked as the third-best returning unit in all of college football. Now, that seems crazy, right? But at the same time, this was a, a group that was had three freshmen starting last year but, but performed pretty well. I think anybody would tell – Texas. Uh, anybody that watched Texas would say Bijan Robinson or Roshan Johnson helped make that offensive line maybe perform a little better than than they than they you know maybe were, but they're a year better. And the, the Kelvin Banks numbers are staggering. Mm-hmm. This is a guy who faced eight hundred and twelve dropbacks last year uh, and gave up twelve pressures.
2: Four first round picks, zero sacks. Zero
0: sacks that he faced last year as a true freshman. True freshman. Kelvin Banks. I Me mean, start using the word. If he stays healthy, you know, prodigy kind of player uh, who's on the fast track. And then the four first round picks you mentioned, uh, Will Anderson was the third pick of the draft. Uh, Tyree Wilson from Texas tech was a top 10 pick to the Vegas Raiders. Um, you know, gosh, Felix, uh, Uduke Ozoma uh, from Kansas state was the big 12 defensive player of the year. No sacks, mm-hmm. no pressures against Texas. Uh, you know, his run blocking needs to improve. I think it will. Kevin Banks has that desire and in any NFL or college or high school offensive line, if your left tackle is that caliber, It anchors everything. It's like the closer in a bullpen. If you've got that dude, everything else lines up, especially when you put Christian Jones on the other side. Jake Major's a three-year starter at center. Uh, the the competition is going to be really a guard who emerges, and they got dudes to, to fight for it. Uh, I, I, is it the third best returning? I don't know. I mean, I, I've seen Georgia mash people, Ohio State, <laughs> Alabama. I got to see it, but I, I, I see where they're going here. And they, you know, PFF, Pro Football Focus, uses metrics and grades, and this isn't just speculation. They look at the numbers. So that's pretty impressive. And if Michigan, that's the case.
2: Michigan was number one on that, correct?
0: Michigan was number one. That is correct. And Jim Harbaugh has just, you know, kind of like Notre Dame. Right. You know, they just build great offensive line, So that's one of the top four final stories, uh, third best O-line. That may be over the skis, but again, it's pro football focus. very, very reputable. Also this one, uh, the Athlons, all the, all the new uh, college football magazines are going to be coming out here uh, in the summer, uh, previewing the season. Athlons is one of the better ones. And in Athlons, they had, they had a, uh, in their, part of their season preview, a little sneak peek came out, and it was from an anonymous Big 12 assistant coach who told Athlon Sports, uh, when asked about his opinion of the Longhorns, he said, quote, they could get scary good if Quinn plays the way he's capable of. They're really close to collecting an offense and playing up to that standard of, of Stark, Sark as far as an offensive team goes. Losing Bijan is a serious blow, no doubt. But this is the kind of scheme and the kind of roster where you just adjust to the other talent and you don't try to fill a hole. There's so much talent there at tight end and receiver, they're going to burn some teams. And that's back to our conversation. That is a, uh, the Athlon Sports anonymous Big 12 assistant coach knowing. And I think it's fair to say, you know, when Mike Craven's here and as he will be and back with us next week, uh, he goes around and talks to the Big 12 coach or the coaches in the state of Texas, not just Big 12, but, you know, the, the, the schools that are outside. And uh, Mike always reports back that they always ask about Texas. What's going on in Austin? What's going on in Austin? And, you know, we all know it, that Texas is underachieved for quite a while now. There's been a, a what the heck's going on? How are they not competing at a higher level? Uh, but there's also the idea that when it gets right, it gets unbeatable at some level. It gets really, really hard to take down uh, because when the talent matches the coaching or the coaching matches the talent, as Quan Cosby just said to you earlier in this multicast, when the talent matches the development and players are improving and players are getting better and players are bought in, Texas can be a gorilla. I mean, and that's so all Big 12 teams are always trying to, uh, to wonder. Also, uh, uh, our, our fourth and final story in our final four uh, Texas Tech coach Joey McGuire. Joey McGuire. Did a radio interview recently and said he hopes the regular season finale against Texas Tech has Big 12 title implications. That's been announced as the Black Friday game, day after Thanksgiving. It's going to be a night game. And uh, he said uh, in the interview, he's really enjoyed getting to know uh, Steve Sarkeesian. Of course, Joey McGuire, a great high school coach, coached at Baylor with Matt Rule on his way to Texas Tech, and he's really fired up the fan base at Texas Tech. And Texas Tech, Nolan, comes back with a very veteran team. Uh, They're an older team. I know they lost Tyree Wilson to the draft, but they've got dudes, and they got a quarterback in Tyler Shuck, who's 23 years old. Uh, Kind of reminds you, as far as their age of TCU a little bit last year, just a lot of returning players that played a lot of college football. Uh, I don't think they're as talented as what TCU was, but you know, veterans and experience can win out over talent sometimes just because they know the, the way of the world. And uh, Joey McGuire said, uh, as, so, as far as Sark said, he really is. I really enjoyed getting to know him at meetings. would really be great if that game against Texas on November 24th was to determine who was going to the Big 12 game. I think it's going to be. I think that game at the end of the year is going to be a special game. I think both fan bases are excited for it. I'll flip back the spicy hot takes with you, Nolan. Mm-hmm. Will that game? be for the big 12 championship or a trip to it
2: i wouldn't be surprised i mean with the shape with how the big 12 is shaping with ou kind of on the downtrend and the new teams coming in i could see i could definitely see how texas tech comes to that game and, and implications with us to go to that big 12 championship game and with the talent they had like you said and joey mcguire in his third season now is he's got the head on straight on all those guys so i think second year second year
0: second year remember last year in year one well he took over mid-season okay of two years ago he came the in second full um, season. and when matt wells was dumped just to get the lay of the land but he, his first full season was last year they beat texas they beat oklahoma they won their bowl game over an sec team and they were an eight win squad so i think there's a lot of optimism and yeah i do you know I, I know last year in 2022 my push for texas was can that baylor game at the end of the year mean a trip to the big 12 title game texas came one game away from that coughing up the Tech game in Lubbock, coughing up the Oklahoma State game, um, you know, just just cost them. Because that game would have been for a trip to the Big 12 title game if they had won one of those, figured out one of those fourth quarters. Obviously, the TCU game at home was a loss, but those two games in Stillwater and Tech were very winnable. I lost both of them. They win one of those. That Baylor game would have been for the Big 12 title. That's going to be the step for Texas. Is does that, te- does that Texas Tech game culminate a great season? And I agree with Joey. I think both fan bases are pretty fired up. Uh, for that to be the case. Uh, All right, that is your fourth quarter. Those are your final four. We also had our spicy hot takes. Appreciate Quan Cosby, 40, 45 minutes of really, really great Texas football, Texas athletic department conversation. Uh, Tonight's show has been brought to you by Grande Equipment and powered by Grande Equipment, an independent locally owned equipment dealer. I told you off the top of the show, Wes and his team, Wes Murray, Weston, they understand that your reputation is all you have. If you have a project, uh, big or small, And you need equipment, all that matters is getting it done, getting it done on time, on budget, uh, on scale. That's why Grande partners with you on every project. Just getting the, the, you're earning your business is just the start of that relationship. They've operated that way for 31 years. They're not in the equipment business as much as they're in the relationship business. When you need the right piece of equipment for your project, they'll get you what you want, they'll get it to you quickly without hassles or any uncertainty of it being job site ready. And as an independent dealer, uh, they can get you equipment from all major manufacturers, Caterpillar, John Deal, Komatsu, Volvo, and more. Heavy equipment, sales and rentals, they are the best. It's Grande Equipment. I always say they're small and independent, but they play in the big leagues in a big way. They also have a new renewable, renewable energy sector that supports solar projects all over the country, specializes in pile driver application with both new and used equipment and the capability of renting statewide and nationally. They specialize in all sorts of equipment. Uh, even uh, dealers and wholesalers and users all around Texas, all around the world. They are your international independent dealer. Find them at grandeequipment.com. That's grandeequipment.com. Remember, Grande doesn't overpromise. They overdeliver, and they bring you the Eyes on Texas Multicast, and we can't thank them enough each and every week for being our title sponsor. Also, thank you to our other. Uh, sponsors tonight. One Source Gas of Austin, your one-stop shop for all Central Texas gas products. Uh, The Good Times and Incredible Scratch Food at Hayes City Store and Ice House. On Point Spices, the spice blend and rub that will place everything in your spice rack. Carlos Carrion, of course, The Texas Mortgage Guy. That's TheTexasMortgageGuy.com. And remember, the Eyes on Texas Multicast. That keeps you on top of all things Texas football. A product of the Republic of Texas football on the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Podcast Network, powered by Grande Equipment. And you'll be able to find us on YouTube at the Dave Campbell's Texas football page on hornfm.com's YouTube page as well here in Austin. Read all of Mike Craven's stuff at uh, DaveCampbell'sTexasFootball.com is great stories. The new magazine is coming out in July. Of course, you can hear me each and every weekday morning on the Horn in Austin, the Longhorn flagship station uh, at hornfm.com, 6 a.m. to 10. We'll be back for another episode. Episode 10 of the Eyes on Texas Multicast, powered by Grande Equipment, next week. Appreciate you being with us. Thank you to